Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. Can you believe it's March 1 already? It seems like February was still here yesterday. Well, it was. And now we're in a new month where we can look forward to thinking about the garden even more. Have you noticed the buds swelling? Have you noticed the daffodil foliage popping up out of the ground? even through the leaves. Well, I'm about to cut my garden back because I leave my garden standing over the winter so that it protects our friends that are busy beneath the soil, prepping to be beneficial to our gardens in the, in the new season. Did you know that March is a month where we celebrate women Since 1987, March has officially become Women's History Month. And I've got some female friends that are making history, whether it's in their communities or worldwide. And they garden. They garden with a passion. A friend of mine's grandma subtly left a seed a seed that was encouraged to be planted by the neighbor. Allow me to introduce you to a friend of mine, Tam. Tam is living in her grandma's house and sometimes, you know, you know how it is. Grandmas always leave something, something behind that stirs your soul, something behind that you might can't see, but they leave it for you because they know that that's where you're supposed to be. Allow me to introduce my friend Tam in the garden. Tam is a, well, I'll let her tell you who she is. Good morning, Tam. How are you doing today? I am wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I am absolutely fantabulous. Now, we are Instagram friends, but You're amazing. So tell my listeners, who is Tam in the garden? I am a home and community gardener. I'm located in Richmond, Virginia. I have always loved food. Like ever since I was a little girl, I've been fascinated with cooking shows and anything really that has to do with food is my true love. And I also have always been a giver ever since a little girl and gardening. I found was a way for me to merge those two parts of me. Um, It's the perfect way to experience um, food, like from inception to harvest, and then to be able to share that out with my friends and family and my community is something that I love dearly. And that is Tam in the Garden. Mm. And so who inspired you to garden as a child? You know, as a child, I didn't have a lot of experiences with gardening in in particular. I had a grandmother um, when I was very young who uh, I lived with, and she had a little patio garden, but it was kind of her space. Mm -hmm. It was where, you know, that was her thing that she did, but I remember her having her tomatoes and some other vegetables that she tended on the patio. Mm -hmm. And um, 
it's funny because um, when I got older and found my way to gardening, I always laughed at the fact that I had just that little bit of connection and it probably did spark something in me that I didn't realize at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, so I actually came to gardening. I don't know. I would say on accident or it just, it's just something that happened that I didn't expect. Mm -hmm. I moved into another grandmother's home in Richmond, Virginia. I came back here to help my mom with some things that my grandmother needed. And my husband and I moved in her house. And at that time, I would consider myself an inside person. I, I, I didn't really deal with stuff outside too much at that point. And I would come and sit on the stoop some days. And the neighbor across the street, who was a friend of my grandmother's from way back, just gave me a hard time every time he saw me out there. Tam, you need to Girl, no, he would say, girl, you need to grow something. <laughs> You're not doing right by your grandmother. You know she liked to have a little flowers, a little something in her front. You need to go ahead and grow something now. I, you can't just let this be this way. Now, the grass was nice and manicured. My husband does a beautiful job on the gra- on the lawn. And he, everything was always nice, but there was not a flower in sight. Oh, my. And Mr. Dean did not like that. <laughs> and he just kept on picking until finally... I said, let me go ahead and and plant some flowers to get him off my back. (laughs) And little did I know the spark that was ignited um, through him. Mm -hmm. And it just blossomed. Mm -hmm. It really did. Seeds blow in. He he planted a seed in your mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what happened. Yeah. The the garden has so many... um, seeds that come to us in life. And sometimes we realize it and sometimes we don't. Now, because your grandmother had gardened there and now that seed was planted in your mind, what was the first thing that you planted? Was it flowers? Was it vegetables? What was it? It was flowers. And I'm I'm going to say, I'm pretty sure it was probably um, pansies. It was either pansies or petunias because initially that was the only thing that I grew. <laughs> that, that was my starting point for a minute. So it was one of those, and I still grow both to this day. Mm-hmm. And it may have been both. I don't remember. It's been so much time now. But initially, you know, that, that, was, that was all I had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happened is I was in a very stressful work situation at that time. Mm -hmm. And I found that having that time outside to water my flowers in the morning was really helping me to be in a peaceful place, to be calm and to be able to bring my best self to my work in spite of how I was feeling about all the things that were going on. Mm -hmm. And that is really what started me to plant more things because I was enjoying having that time Mm -hmm. and eventually food was just like the next logical step because Mm -hmm. there were no more flowers that I could plant in that little space in the front yard (laughs) (laughs) and when you plant your your veggies do you incorporate flowers there as well oh yes absolutely I love to have flowers all around my garden 
I um, have a patio area that's a mix of herbs and flowers. And then in my vegetable area, of course, I always have marigolds. I love to add zinnias, um, borage. So I, I keep a variety of things fluttering through the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I still, the, the flowers are my, my, um, my love for the fact that I can bring them inside, enjoy them in different places in my home that I can share them with other people. And it'd be such a lovely surprise to receive a little bouquet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the food is just my true love, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just what I'm connected to the most. Mm-hmm. the apple of my eye I suppose and so you're you're the neighborhood children the neighborhood adults do people come to you for guidance on what they should grow you know I don't have that experience much in the neighborhood but they definitely do come to it to enjoy the garden to be in the space um, to ask me questions about the things that I'm growing. We are still um, building to a point where we get more involvement. And we do have a, the community garden where I volunteer as well. We do get um, participation throughout each year from different people. And some do come there to that space seeking um, knowledge and things like that. But in my neighborhood, I think they just like the look. They think it's pretty, you know, and of course, they like it when the food is ready. Exactly. Exactly. And you cook with that food, too. Um, Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) That's the beauty of it. So you've got a project going, I understand. Community Garden has been around since 2012 or so. And um, we've been growing consistently in that space every year until 2020, when the pandemic hit, the the park where the garden is located had to close. And so we um, took a break in that at that time, but our garden was kind of at a point where we needed to do some renovations. Mm -hmm. And um, things just got you know, worse because there was no tending at all for a complete year. But this is a new year. We are energized and we are really focused on bringing our garden back to life in a very special way. We really hope that that is going to um, result in more community engagement, more volunteers, um, and, you know, just more exposure to the experience of growing food. And also we're going to have a focus more on pollinators and creating a pollinator habitat. So that's a very special part of what we're doing. Um, We are working with a wonderful lady who is going to help us with adding um, a lot of native plants to the garden. We have Mm -hmm. added additional fruit trees. It's really going to be wonderful. I have worked so hard on this already and, and, and the real work hasn't even begun yet. But we want our garden to last in this community. Yeah. We want to see it grow and to see it be uh, well supported by our community members. And we think that beautification is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So I can't wait to share everything. I've even uh, gotten myself on YouTube <laughs> to 
uh, share this, something I was very shy about doing, but it's, a, it's, it's going to be something worth um, making sure that the people can, you know, experience and see what we do and hopefully an inspiration to other community gardens yeah. about changes that they can also make. Yeah, because community gardens help build community. Yes. Yeah, it's a gathering space. It's a place where you get to know your neighbor and it's in an, a pretty much uninhibited environment because you're with the soil. You're all there. Yes same purpose. How has it so far helped build your community? Um, well, I definitely know many of my neighbors better than I probably would have if I hadn't come to the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for all of us, it's allowed us to um, experience um, different types of people, different thoughts, different cultures, um, really, you have to come together and find ways to compromise, to work as a team, to um, do what's good as an overall whole for the garden, but also meet the needs of the people that are coming to that space, mm-hmm. you know, learning that um, what your community needs, what they eat, what would be most beneficial to offer. Um, I think that we gain that. I think also that for me personally, I have a wonderful mother. We have a a great relationship, you know, but she's only one person. And what I found through gardening for me is that I have met some wonderful older women who have really mothered me in a way. Mm -hmm. They have offered me um, guidance, advice. They have shared the stories of their lives, um, the things that they've gone through to bring them into the gardening space. So experiencing other women in that way and benefiting from that type of wisdom has been something I've definitely gained um, from the community garden experience. Mm -hmm. So it's a great place to grow intergenerational um, families, so to speak. Yes. You know, so are there a lot of children at your community garden or is it mostly millennials and, and adults? What's your mix there? So it's interesting because we are we are located um, in a community center setting. So there's a community center, a playground, swimming pool. Um, there's a little cut through that the kids like to go through to get into the part that kind of takes you past the garden area. Mm-hmm. We will have um, children that flutter in from time to time in the summer when they're already in the park. Um, but, but, but for the most part, the children that visit the garden come with their parents. Like if the parent is going to volunteer, they will bring the kids in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have really all ages have volunteered in the garden, have benefited from what's grown in the garden. Um, but a lot of times it's like parents and their children. Mm -hmm. We've had young people, um, that are finishing up farm programs and going out to start their own journeys in agriculture who have come to volunteer with us full of great ideas, um, motivation, very inspired, um, to do this work and, um, to, be in regenerative 
farming and things like that. So that's been great. We've had senior citizens that come out, you know, that maybe had gardened or their family have been farmers in the past and some that have never had any experiences with um, seeing food actually grown and knowing what they've gone their whole lives and they've never seen broccoli or they've uh, never uh, seen potatoes come out the ground. We've had like all of that kind of going on. And we've had a lot of little kids who've come with their parents who um, are very, very um, informed about gardens by way of school garden programs. Mm -hmm. So that's all always really cool when they can educate and share what they've learned through um, their classes at, at a lot of times elementary schools. So that's been marvelous. Yeah, I can uh, imagine. To have that. Yeah. So what's the, the, the next step for what you all are doing? Because you're growing your community garden, renovating or whatever. What's the first thing on the agenda for this garden season? Um, so at, at like after the renovation is complete, mm -hmm. so our goal is going to be, of course, we'll continue to be growing food for, um, to share. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be the main thing. So as a part of the renovation, like the last thing that we will do is, uh, mass planting and have as many people as we safely can have to come participate in, um, putting all of our seedlings in the ground. And we hope to have that coincide with Earth Day in April. So um, just to have everybody come out and have the completion be the actual planting. Mm -hmm. And then after that, the goal would be to have people come in and be able to learn about the different pollinators, to see the different pollinator habitats that we've established and some of the other things that we're gonna be putting in the garden to be supportive of pollinators and also to learn about native plants and to see things that maybe aren't always um, readily available at the local garden centers that most people go to. So we hope to have um, a more educational piece and as much as we have people to volunteer and tend the garden to also have them come and feel like they've learned something and leave with you know, food for thought, mm -hmm. as well as the uh, physical food that we produce. Mm -hmm. So this is an odd question, but what's your why? Why, why do you do this? Why? Um, I think, well, first, just for what is personally brought to my life, mm -hmm. um, I feel like finding myself back in my grandmother's home back in the neighborhood where she lived my entire life and being connected to this community happened for a reason. I think that I was led to gardening um, because I didn't see this coming at me. So I really think that I'm in the midst of an experience that was destined for me. And so I want to see that through. And I also see the benefits that it brings to me um, on a consistent basis. I see how much more peaceful I am. I see how much um, my um, relationship with God has grown through 
being connected to the earth through having almost a meditative experience on many occasions um, in my garden. I see that I see beyond myself by way of this gardening experience. And I have literally been changed by it. And so I want to stay caught up in this good vibe. Mm -hmm. I, I want to keep this for a lifetime. And I also see it as an opportunity to give to other people, to have something to offer that is nourishing, um, that brings joy. Uh, you know, who wouldn't love that? Right. Right. So right. that's my why. Sometimes the garden finds us. Yes. Because it it has a sense that we need it mm-hmm. in order to grow and thrive. Yes. And it sounds indeed. like the garden found you. Yeah. 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 From that seed from your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was it. All it takes is one little seed. The mm-hmm. seed right. The mustard seed. Yes, indeed. Yep. So how can people find you on social media? I am on Instagram at Tam in the garden. And I have a few other platforms, but I communicate and I'm present most often on Instagram. Okay. Okay. And how can people help the garden? If someone in Richmond or outside of Richmond wants to help the garden, what can we do? The best way to support us is by purchasing one of our t-shirts. The t-shirt says growing good food at home. It comes in a tea. It comes in a tank. We have sweatshirts. They are available um, online. There is a link in my profile of Instagram that will take you to the t-shirt campaign. It recycles almost every day so that if you order, you don't have an extended period of time that you're waiting for that order to be processed. Um, But any t-shirt purchases that are made there um, benefit our community garden directly. And actually the majority of the renovation that we are doing this year is because of those t-shirt purchases, Mm -hmm. probably 80% of the funding. Well, let me, let me tell the listeners, the t-shirt is comfortable as all get out. It does not shrink. I own one. I'm thinking thank about you, getting a sweatshirt. You. I mean, the quality of this t-shirt is absolutely amazing for real. You know, um, so I have, and I've bought a lot of t-shirts, but the quality on this one, on point. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, it's soft. Um, so the, so we can order t-shirt, sweatshirt, tank. Um, the link is in your bio on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, yes. great. Great. All righty. Well, Tam, thank you for taking a little bit of time this morning to share about how the garden found you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Terry. I really appreciate it. I am honored to be on your podcast. It's been lovely to talk with you. Well, and and hey, I'll see you in Richmond this summer. I want to come. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that. All right. Thanks a bunch, Tam. Thank you. Uh-huh. Have a marvelous day. Isn't she wonderful? You know, I could get in my 
little car right now and drive right down to Richmond and hang out with Tam in the garden all day. Tam, I wish you so much luck in all of your endeavors. You are definitely building community. But that's what we do as gardeners. We plant seeds, we build communities, and we grow a world with greener thumbs. You know, grandmas conjure up a lot of positive emotion, usually. And I found a poem that speaks to, I don't know, the places that grandma lives. This poem is by Leonard D. Moore called Postcard to an Ecologist. Last year, I heard tell a striped snake crossed the sandy road where grandma lives. Walking the humid farm today, I saw that striped snake crossing the sandy road where grandma lives. And when tomorrow comes, I will wait with my garden hoe for that striped snake who crosses the sandy road where grandma lives. You know, sometimes grandmothers leave seeds and the seeds blow in at the right time. That neighbor blew that seed that Tam's grandma left and he has created a Wonder Woman in the Garden. I ask that you continue to follow me. Cottageinthecourt.com is my website. Cottage in Court, Instagram and Twitter. Cottage in the Court on Facebook. And I look forward to you listening to my next guest. Oh, I've got a lineup this month. That amazes even me. I'm celebrating Women's History Month. I hope you are too.